Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hi everyone and welcome to the Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward podcast number 15. I'm Chris Tuck and... Hello, I'm Beverly Ann. Welcome. And, and Chris, would you like to go through and talk about what we're discussing today? Yes, yeah, so today's topic of conversation is the media and the language that they use to spark a conversation or not. Yes, I don't know if I'd say spark a conversation, but um, more like clickbait. Yeah, trying to get us exactly. to click on sensationalizing so it'd be good to look at the language and before yeah. we start we just want to warn people we will be going into what the media are saying and we're we're looking at this and sometimes it can be a little bit triggering to hear some of the things we'll be saying but we th feel that it's important to do this to raise awareness and to educate people absolutely so would you like to start or me you can start today, Chris. Okay, lovely. So I believe over the last few years in particular that what we are seeing in mainstream media is being controlled. There are certain people behind the mainstream media that are using their platforms to sell a particular narrative. And I'm not going to go into that, but what I want to touch upon is the power and the control and the misuse of that to give us information that they deem we should be seeing and believing, but what we may not be questioning. And as a survivor of childhood abuse in all its forms, including yourself, we do not trust, unless we've learned to trust, but we ultimately, inherently, do not trust straight away. And we question everything. So if someone is out there telling me that I need to do something, telling me I need to believe something or telling me I should be, no, that doesn't sit well with me. I question everything and I make my own choices. And that is my growth from being a survivor of all forms of abuse and also making decisions that are right for me as an autonomous person and what I believe is correct for me. And I believe that everybody should be given the same freedom and the same autonomy over themselves, whatever that looks like for them. Absolutely. What about yourself? Chris, you've said it so well and so succinctly. And it's important for people to understand that, you know, that word trust. Mm -hmm. You know, learning because we our trust was violated yes. for different reasons. Um, even learning to trust our own responses, we deconstruct it before we actually we question everything before we actually start to trust ourselves, let alone anyone else. So I think that that's really important. And I know that there'll be some of our listeners think going, oh, I do that. I do that. And we do that to make sure that we're safe. And that's where some of these messages and let's have a look at some of these headlines and some of the language that's used, because for me, it's 
quite shocking. Well, it's very shocking at times. You know, when we we think about young children and when we see, you know, child pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I understood that pornography is for consenting adults. Yeah. Over the age of 18. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that pornography is wrong or right. And we're not here to discuss no. that. But there's all different types of pornography. But for me, you put the word child in it. No, it's abuse because that yeah. child has not given their consent they to be taken part. Consent. They can't. They no. can't. So that word child pornography does not exist. And yet we see it so all many times. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really riles me when I see that because yeah. we know that those two words together, that phrase means rape, buggery, sexual assault, violation of a child, all of which yeah. are crimes. Yeah, and that includes photography. So, yes. you know, over the years, there's been several different cases where people have been convicted of having images of children yeah. and people think to themselves oh it's only a few photographs trust me for that conviction to go through to court it's not a few photographs yeah yeah it's yeah. not just innocent pictures as we should mm. you know and we're not going to go into that because we're very aware you know there's a time and a place not that we try and hide from things but no. we're already talking about something quite triggering so yeah. you know but we are we think about- the media though don't we, Beverly, that the media should be responsible for the language that they're using. And that's just one example. One example. Another example is child prostitution. Yes. Now, prostitution, sex workers, again, I see it as consensual adults over the age of 18, rightly or wrongly. You know, we're not going into that, but they are providing service, all sex workers. Like, for instance, and it's consensual. So... If it's not consensual and there's rape involved, that yeah. is rape, regardless of yeah. the role. Okay. Put the child into it. How is that prostitution? That is abuse. Yeah. 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 Child brides, child marriages. That is not no. marriage. That's not no. consenting. No. It is abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. And there are a lot of people, especially when um, child marriage. <laughs> in in commas is um talked about spoken about even in that culture there are many people that are up in arms about child marriage being abuse like we're saying because they don't agree with it and we don't agree with it and that child what what right has that child been given none they've just been told that they've got to do this this and this in the in the instance of child marriage but in the instance of where they're being um, abused, raped, and all the rest of it, um, there is no, they're not even being told. They no. are just, a crime is being committed against them. So, yeah. you know, in, 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 the, in the case of the child marriage, you've got all of the family around that child celebrating that marriage. And yeah. it's, it's wrong. It's not a, ma- it's not a marriage it's, because it's, it's not, not marriage. too... It's not no. two consenting adults, yeah. as we always yes. see. It yeah. is a young person being yeah. married yeah. to an older person who against has their will, against their will, who has no choice. Yeah, who has no yeah. choice 
That is yeah. abuse, but it's in the limelight. It's actually it's actually carrying on in front of our very and eyes. Exactly. And then yeah. obviously you've got abuse within the family home, for example, that is behind closed doors and that people say like, oh, yeah, we're not seeing it. So we don't need to worry about it. Both are as equally as horrific for that child and young person. Absolutely. You know, so that's Absolutely. just two things about media and language. What more? Have what you about come across the victims and perpetrators the alleged perpetrator who's mm -hmm. an upstanding person that, that's the first thing that is put forward pillar of the community yeah never you done know, anything wrong in his life or her no, life no it's a witch yeah. hunt it's a witch hunt um whereas what do you mean by that witch hunt well, that's what they put forward. This person is lying. Oh, they want the fight. person is claiming the, the victim, the hunt. yeah, um, or the alleged victim, as they say, the alleged victim, um, is doing it for money. It's yes. doing it for fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, that one really gets me for yep. both of those. Um, yeah, but then they'll go through their background, and it's like they're trying to have to prove that they are this pillar of community, you know, society. Yeah. You know, there is no other crime. If someone comes and burgles your house, no one is looking at you as a, you know, as a victim and saying like, well, you shouldn't have left the window open. Or you shouldn't have worn, worn that short skirt or you shouldn't have done this or you shouldn't have done that. They, they yeah. don't deconstruct the victim, do they? And they no. don't deconstruct the perpetrator. They just say, right, there's the crime of burglary. It's happened. Yeah. It goes to court if you're caught. And there's the sentence. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to abuse, sexual violence, sexual assault, it's like, here's the victim, and this is everything wrong with the victim, and yeah. here's the perpetrator, and oh my God, look what he does for the community. Look how much money he donates, or yeah. she. Look, look at what they've done, and they've never committed a crime in their life yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. No. You've got to stop. And this is another misnomer when they're talking about paedophilia again. And yep. this, this, as we were talking about before, is something that um, goes back years and years ago. So there's a, um, a documentary that the NSPCC used to show, you know, 25 years ago and longer. Yeah. Because people's perception of a paedophile and what is given to us in the media is that it is, um, well, a, a paedophile generally let's go to generally because we'll yeah. go a paedophile generally is a heterosexual man who is a family man has children as in a position of power within what they are but they also they're friends they're in a circle they don't just act alone they have other people that they're in the cycle of not that one person that lives maybe on his own with his parent with his parents as is depicted often by the media and when they do arrest one person you know look at Epstein you know is he the only person no he's not it's seen that it, um there's two others well what about all the other people around them are in they all circle. innocent are they all innocent absolutely not because no, the question does need to be asked, doesn't it? I think we do have to be careful, though, um, that you're not guilty by association. Absolutely, but because it's okay just, to yeah, but you it's have okay to, to look, look and look, absolutely, definitely, yeah, yeah, 
ask questions, you know, and stop um, when the questions are asked, stop victim blaming. Yeah, yeah. Because we do, that's done in the media all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. The reason why I've said um, we can't um, say everything, everyone guilty by association, because my dad's a paedophile convicted. Yeah. And obviously, I don't abuse. So I just no. wanted to make that very, very clear that we're not saying that's not what you're saying no. and that's what what we're, i love about our conversations because yeah. you know we are open in this yes but we do need to look at some harsh we facts do. yes you know that awful awful saying children should be seen and not heard Birds. i mean yeah. i don't know about you but i grew up with that you grew up with that yeah and you've got something really interesting to say because that was really reflected on the program that you watched yeah, so I shared it on my social media, but it, it, it's a, a documentary that was made in America like years and years ago, but I've only just come across it. And it was looking, it was so hard to watch, Beverly. I've explained this to you already. Hearing from the sex offender's mouth as to how they were able to do their crimes against children. And all of these convicted sex offenders had been abused themselves and some of them were in touch with their remorse and their guilt at offending and were actually really horrified that they'd done it but most of them were like well we're going to share with you what parents should be saying to their children um so one of them noticed that the relationship between the parent and the child. How was that? This parent, he he offended hundreds and they were all within his family and friend circle, hundreds of children, over a thousand acts mm. against these children, right? Because he could get away with it because he was so trusted by everybody. But he noticed the adults that spent time with their children or didn't. So all of those mums and dads and caregivers that were sort of like dismissive of the children. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Uh, go to your bedroom. Oh, yeah, I'm a bit busy at the moment. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Go, go, go and play. So even though we are all busy and we've all said that to our children, but if you're completely and always dismissive of the children and there's this person lurking in your circle that notices that, they can then step in and go, I see you're busy. Do you want me to take your child out? Or go straight to the child and go, oh, I see, you know, mum, dad, caregivers busy. Do you want me to play a game with you? And that is where the opportunity for grooming and getting access to the children happens. So that was one particular person that said that. And another one said, he had been abused as a child um not to use that as as a you know condone no yeah. because we've um, been abused but we don't exactly abuse. but he was abused as a child and he had spoken up and basically he was shut down no one believed him so then that gave him the opportunity to understand that his victims would not be believed either because yeah. Once yeah. a child has spoken up and that adult or the appropriate actions not been 
given, the appropriate response has not been given. That child learns not to speak up again. And so it silences them. So this particular sexual offender, sex offender, paedophile, whatever you want to call them, um, he noticed that. And that's how he kept his victims silenced and complicit in the abuse that he was perpetrating. Um, Until one day, this particular child, victim of his, turned around and did speak up, but kept speaking up. So another sex offender turned around and said, teach your children not to speak up once if they don't get the right response, but keep saying it to different people. Keep saying it until someone Someone hears hears you and someone steps in. He said, because that is what sexual offenders do not want. They want the silence. So if they know children are going to keep speaking up, that's going to jeopardise their operation, their op- their way of operating. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. very, very, in- very triggering, but very uh, interesting yeah. to hear. Yeah. And anyone listening, obviously take some deep breaths while you're listening. Yeah. Um, even put some hand cream on, which is really good while you're listening. Just touching. It's important. Yeah. yeah. I use hand cream all the time. Um, the other thing I want to talk about, continuing on from our subject last week as well, about mental health. Yeah. Now, we're talking a lot more about mental health, which is really great. But the media have kept everybody silent for years. You know, the messages we know that, you know, um, one of the things that really gets me at the moment with young people, you see it about snowflakes of today. How dare right. they? Yeah. Because what that does in saying the word snowflakes, it's the message that comes behind it. And actually, we want people to be able to speak out. It takes courage to be vulnerable. It's not it's not a sign of weakness. It is actually courage. And actually, that word snowflakes should be taken out. Um, Even when they say about woke being so dismissive, what's wrong with being inclusive? But that term woke sometimes also when they're talking about people with mental health. What does that word woke even mean? Well, it's to do about being awake. So when you're awake um, and you're all inclusive with people, so you're accepting of people because of um, uh, gender, whatever, whatever. So it's saying is we're all inclusive. And the term awake is being awake to the messages for instance, what we're talking about today, being awake and aware of what is going on at all events and being able to ask the question. Yes. I don't understand this. Why is that happening? It's it's given permission for that. And right? again, sorry, Bev, to jump in, but the fact that we can't ask questions in the media at the moment, we're all being fed a certain narrative, we're all being shut down and silenced. As a survivor, that don't sit well with me. Does it sit well with you? Not at all. Not at all. So that word fake news. Yes. Where did that come from? Because I understood, you know, I understand, you know, if you go back to our world wars, even yeah. here in England, let's not go anywhere else. In England, you know, there was propaganda, but it was yeah. never called fake. I would call it fake news. And it's still being shared today. Because if you look at how everything was interpreted, you know, there's another side. Why can't we ask for this other side? Why is that not being reported? Because there are two sides, you know. 
And again, going back to silencing the child so that these acts of crimes can be perpetrated against them, it's the silence and the not questioning and the not standing up and speaking out that keeps all of this going. It feeds it. So no, no. No. And even in school. Not a bystander. Yeah. And it's okay to ask a teacher why are we learning this we're not yes. questioning the teacher no but what you want to understand you know sometimes i didn't understand things but when you question the teacher you know they're human beings sometimes they take it yeah. wrong you know but it's it's you know it's okay to ask those questions and if we don't teach children to be able to ask questions yeah. in our school system how do we expect them to learn it yeah but, you know, to be able to ask those questions of any adult, really, mm. that they are in connection with. And if we don't know the answer, we don't know the answer. But no. let's not just shut them down and silence them. Mm. Because if we do, we've spoken about this already. If yeah. we do that, they will go somewhere else. And that might not be a safe adult that they're turning to. We yeah. might think they're a safe adult, but they're not. No. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, all of this is not nice. Um, going back to mental health, you know, yes. we, we see the words madman. You know, we see a frenzied attack from a madman. We see like the madman was pinned down by four or five policemen suggesting that um, this mad person, you know, has got so much strength that they were going to wreak havoc. Whereas actually, that's not true. Often. If you read the article, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And also, just because someone's got a mental illness, regardless of what it is, you know, um, doesn't make them a bad person. And often, you know, we're not asking the story, what happened before? But they, it, it's the way it's portrayed. And in yeah. films. And in films. I mm. And I really appreciate now, and I don't watch them now, haven't watched them for years, but one thing I will say about the soaps, I do like how they they do like to, not all of them, but most of them, and you and I know, especially, you know, and I'm going to say it, um, Coronation Street. Do you remember when they were um, sharing the story years ago about a girl being groomed and sexually abused? Yes. And um, was it Phil, the actor that played the... the, the no, not Phil. That's not Phil. Um, no. Yeah, not Phil. Um, it's Chris. Chris, sorry. The actor yeah. that played the paedophile, he actually came to um, survivor groups and asked questions and, and yes. wanted to hear, he he was really interested in it so that the message was portrayed in a positive way, as in, this is what happens in reality, but also if you yeah. need support, this is support that you can have after the film. So, And our good friend, Phil, he obviously worked with Chris to... Yes make that storyline and Phil's worked in, um, behind the scenes of other um, soaps to get the storylines as accurate yeah. as possible. So I think that's fantastic um, where these media um, platforms, film product producers have used yeah. the experiences of victim and survivors to portray it correctly. Yes, and I think now the journalists need to look at that a bit more. Yeah, but yeah. There's a lot of guidelines out there anyway. Um, the Samaritans issue lots of guidelines to the media um, and they do have some accountability, 
but it's really not effective overall, you know. Um, and I do feel that this needs to be done more and more. Mm. There's one more phrase that I really hate and I endeavour to challenge people on it every single time I hear it, is the term historical abuse. Non-recent abuse. Yeah. 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 Only because historical, perception of historical is that it's done and dusted. You should yeah. be over it. You yeah. should, um, it doesn't matter anymore. You don't count. It, it was It was ages ago, you know, just move on with your life. And we all know that if you've gone through abuse, you've suffered trauma and the trauma can be in the here and the now, and it can be actually worse than the acts of abuse that you've gone through for some people. Um, so the fact that we can change that and say non-recent or current, I think mm. is completely um, the best thing to be doing. So we don't dismiss anybody's actual reality. Yes, absolutely. And, you, and I, communication is important. And I did at one time use the word historical because that was the only communication term. that yeah. term that I knew about. But yeah. you're quite right. Non-recent sits more prevalently Better. because it's yeah. also got that word recent because it still has an impact. Whether we like yeah. it or not, we mm. learn we learn how to change things and how to live our life when we go through um, therapy, et cetera. But it's still there. It's still part of yeah. your everyday life. And um, again, I've got no problem with people using terminology and language that we've outgrown, but don't keep using it if you know different and you know better. And we've told the media Yes. There's so many victim survivors out there and stakeholders and organisations. They've told the media, mm. don't keep doing this. And yet they're not listening. No. And that's that's where that comes down to the journalists themselves being educated and and, uh, and quite happy to have that discussion as well. If there's yes. any journalists listening today <laughs> and you want to find out more information, we want you to know, it's, you know, we're not berating you. As I said, I used to use that terminology, but yeah. it's good to be aware because it makes a difference. But there is one other that um, mm -hmm. is in the media. Um, and again, it's about, we started talking about um, child, child marriage and that and how abuse is being wrapped up in a different way. Yeah. And the minor attracted person. Ugh, the map. Now, for anyone not hearing, and please look after yourself here, but um, there's paedophiles actually trying to get classified as minor attracted people. So it's so they get accepted in society. And I just think that is an absolute no. I don't care how you wash it up. I don't care how you say it. But some of these people are in quite high power as well. Yeah. They tried that um, kind of wrapping it up differently so it's more acceptable to society years and years ago as um, PI, yes. the paedophile information exchange and all of that. If you don't know about that, I'm not going to go into it, but you can Google it all. Yeah, yeah look it up. Um, and look it up. But, um, yeah, we are not dressing or not going to allow child abuse in all its forms especially sexual rape, buggery, sexual yeah. violence. We're not dressing that up any other way. It yeah. is what it is. It's crimes committed against children who 
do not have a say, they do not consent, and they are under the age of and all. What, what I fail to understand, though, is when we come to physical abuse, that's different. Physical, you know, we, we now know we don't allow, you know, any physical reprimand in, in schools now, the slipper, the cane, the ruler, I had the ruler yeah. on my hand. That is a no-no. Yeah. You know, smacking our children, no. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So we've done it with physical abuse. And I, I, I fail to understand why, why it's so challenging when it comes to sexual abuse. And also mental abuse. So obviously we've got coercive control laws now where yes. we and we recognise that as being between adults, but it could be happening between the adult and the, adult child. And the child. Oh, so much. So much. You know, mental Absolutely. abuse. We're not even touching upon that yet. No, no. So um but just it is shifting, isn't and it? And this is this is where I was I was going to sort of let's go to the positive sides now for the last three minutes so yep. that we're leaving people because we don't want it to be all, all you know, there are two sides to everything. Yeah, there are two sides to everything. I think it's great. You know, we've got this platform here. We've got other platforms. Um, you know, some people, some of the films, some of the programs that you see are starting to address this and open this up as uncomfortable as it is. And it needs to be. It, yeah, needs, to it be. needs to be opened up. Yeah. 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 So there are so many more as well. I don't know if you've noticed on social media platforms, not mainstream media, more victim and survivors stepping up and speaking about all of this, just like me and you. Yeah. And it's fantastic to see. There's more victim and survivors stepping up and running their own peer to peer support groups. Fantastic. Amazing. So the more we can do this on a local basis within our own families, our own communities, it's just going to snowball and then people can start changing the conversation and we can all better protect children as a result. And that's where, um, and we haven't discussed this, so I'm, I'm doing this, you know, un, we've not had a chance, but one of the things this week that came out was about the Truth Project. Okay. And that's coming to an end now. And I know you've been very much involved in yep. that. And I saw a post on social media about some of the actions that they've started. Now, one of the actions that they've done is that there are benches all over the UK. Mm -hmm. That includes Wales as well, um, England, Wales, and Scotland, I take it. No, right? not, no not Scotland, no, because it's not England and Wales. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, and they've got benches. My first thought at the, at initially was personally, benches, is that all you're doing? What about this? But then I thought about it and I thought, you know what? I am actually pleased that's a start because what we're doing is a physical sign for the voices. And for somebody sitting there, it may mean that there's a child is reading what's written on the plaque and will ask questions, even or to the themselves. Adults. Or the yeah. adults, what yeah. does this mean? What is this about? And then I thought, do you know what? This is a good start. I, I'm interested to see what else is going to come from it. Absolutely. And this is what I was saying when I went on social media yesterday and I saw some negative comments by some vocal voices that are always been against the inquiry or the inquiry's not delivered on what they wanted. 
Um, so they've been against. But what I want to say about the bench legacy, and again, we haven't discussed this. No. So I'm glad you brought it up and I'm glad you came to the conclusion that you did because victim and survivors that were in the forum, so they gave their voice to the inquiry mm. over the last six years and victim survivors that have gone through the truth project, they were asked, what legacy would you like to see? Forget about the final report and the recommendations because that's yeah. happening anyway. And that will be based on what the panel have heard, what they've seen, and they will make those recommendations. And fingers crossed, it cuts across what everybody wants, but that's, I've got to leave that there. But the benches, this legacy, we were asking, the inquiry asked the victim survivors, what would you like to see? And this was one of the ideas, this was one of the concepts, and they wanted tangible things yes. to continue the conversation of child sexual abuse. And that is what, what it's gonna allow to, to happen. Because imagine, Beverly, we could go, right, we're gonna go to that town next month, and we're gonna sit on that bench, and we're gonna do some social media on that bench well, around that, and you can do that nationwide. So it's gonna get that conversation going, happening all the time once inquiry's gone. Well, that's gonna be my next thing because I know you've been involved in the inquiry and for anyone listening, yes, I was one of the people that took part um, and then there was a police interview following that. I wasn't part of the forum, but what I will, um, what I am interested in is how do we find out where those benches are? So there is going to be their own website. So at the moment, there's an Instagram account that you can go and check out. And what's and that called? Also, um, I'll have to share it because oh, okay. I don't know we'll, the top of we'll my check. head. Okay, no worries. Um, but there's a Twitter account and that is at Inquiry CSA. So there's all of the information on there. And also you can go to the website, um, ixa.org.uk, and it's all on there. So, okay. um, and there's going to be a map of where all of the benches are nationwide and then they're Fantastic. also gonna if they click on a bench they can see all of the information about where that bench is and the quote and also if you go to the bench you can scan yeah yeah to go into the website and also the um the the language on the on the quotes are not just in english okay. they're in other languages Fantastic. So, to reach out to as many people as possible and to keep this conversation happening because what we don't want is the final report and its recommendations being put on a shelf, swept under the carpet, yes. silent. We yeah. want this, this, is, this final report over here, which is going to be the true legacy of the inquiry, but these benches, everybody can get involved. And, and I'd like to think we'd have a regular inquiry, in all yeah. fairness. Yeah, you know, but again, I know what yeah. has happened since the last one, what needs to still be changed. There needs to be updates, yeah. But we, oh. we sorry, I Chris, know, go on. Your last I want thought. to go back to the bench, yeah. yeah. I often sit on benches and read the person that's died and what that bench meant to them, what that local community meant to them. And I find comfort from that. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the legacies I'd like to leave one day when, when I move into the next world, shall we just say. Yeah. 
Um, yes, absolutely. So that's where it touched my heart as well. So we'll put the information in the box anyway, um, in yep. the comments, people can see that. And we are running over now. So your oh, last thoughts for today, Chris, your last thoughts for today. Um, we need the media to be more responsible about the language that they use and the pictures that they're painting by the language that they're using. Yeah. We need the truth to be out there in a transparent and honest way. Yeah. And for me, um, absolutely back that up. But also, instead of highlighting the minority at times, like they're very quick to um, highlight this person's innocent, you know, let's have some facts and figures of what actually happens. So we, we're yeah. not just focusing on this high profile celebrity um, that's not been found guilty doesn't mean to say they're innocent they haven't been found guilty in a public yeah. court yeah so yeah. I'm choose my words carefully there yeah 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 okay exactly and let's learn let's learn from Jimmy Savile because yeah. we until we start learning from it it's no good knowing about it until we start learning from it then things will change yeah absolutely and you know there are so many stories or not stories lived experiences being shared in the papers at the moment there's even one at the moment about um ritual abuse yeah, yeah. um there's so many about grooming gangs there's so yeah. many about white gangs women and men perpetrating abuse so it's all over the news you can't get away from it no. and you shouldn't be able to get away from seeing it but just know that what we see in the media is just the tip of the iceberg and many don't even get convictions and many don't even get to call because that's how prolific and how prevalent child sexual abuse is within our society. And we have to have a zero tolerance to it because of the damage that it causes. Absolutely. We're talking about, you know, children are our future leaders. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah. and they deserve a childhood. And they deserve so, to be protected and kept safe. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Chris. And thank that's you. all for today. Lovely. All right, I shall end this. Thank you everyone for joining us. Please give us your feedback, ideas for conversations in the future. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.